change that uh, Where did I hit the entertainment button on this? Oh, sorry. I had a little bit of the sniffles earlier. I do apologize. Um, welcome. Yes, welcome to uh, today's topics on my mind for today, April 12th, 2021. I do apologize if the phone rings because my mom will be calling uh, later to uh, talk to me, check up on things and all that. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is a live stream of topics on my mind, and honestly, we are back to normal. Yes, as crazy as that sounds, we are indeed back to normal. And the reason I say that, um, if you will, the reason I say that as I check my thing here, And there's the phone call. I'll be right back as expected. Yeah, I'll be right back, guys. Hello? Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, hold on, guys. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. I told you that it was going to happen. Almost immediately, as soon as I stop, I start here, that it, uh, it happened. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? What are you going to do? Um, anyway, though, uh, with that said, let me, uh, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Okay. Um, as I link this, and I do apologize for any uh, delays because I'm going to go on Twitter here, but I'm not going to go crazy on it. I'm just going to link it up once, um, if you will. Just link it up once. So we close that. And then uh, we're going to go to edit here for a moment, and I know you guys can see this on the screen. <laughs> edit, copy this, close out, okay, and Super Chats are on guys, just to let you know, the Super Chats are indeed um, on, as we do this, and I do apologize, again, I, I apologize for a little bit of the lag on the last one. I don't know what was going on there. I think it's because I was on on here a little bit, so it may have hurt that. Not saying it did, but you never know. Top gun glass. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah, again, like I was saying, because I know we've gone by a lot now already, <laughs> as I try to see how long we've gone. And like I said, I do apologize for the lag. Yeah, we've gone about 12 minutes, so I do apologize for that. And apparently there's some connection issues with Facebook here, so that's not helping. Feels like uh, there's a lag in the internet. So we'll just shut that off and just... Um, Just go from there and see what happens. Since it's not receiving much as far as the, um, well, it seems to be doing good now. I think it might be interference too, who knows. Yeah, I just saw something right there. Um, but anyway, like I said, welcome guys to the uh, April 12th, two, tw 2021 edition of Topics on My Mind. You can see the title above me here. 
and we're going to be doing that. We're going to be transitioning you know, with titles, hopefully. Again, this is, just like with the last one, this is kind of an experiment to see how things work out uh, with this software to see if maybe this might be something I could do in the future, um, if you will. But yeah. But yeah, we're going to uh, be talking about, we got eight topics actually to ta uh, tackle today. And I have Google uh, right here that you could see to kind of have, you know, good old, uh, just have good old uh, Google right here, if you will, so you, to help me out. Have good old Google right here to, to help me out. If anything, I need to show you guys related to the topic. So the topics we're going to talk about today are one stimulus packages and EDD second one we're going to talk about transformer figures yes some new transformer figures have been announced and some of you surprises number three we're going to talk about season three of dark side of the ring I did touch upon this in a video we're going to talk about it more uh, number four peacock and TNT need to put them put up or Peacock and TNT need to put up disclaimers before AEW and WWE broadcast or replays. Talk about that. I've already talked about that in a sense, even with the last one, the last live stream today. And number five, we're going to talk about are Super Chats a good thing or not? And the reason I want to talk about that is it relates to a Super Chat that I did yesterday and then one that somebody else did that basically topped mine in a big way. Then we're going to talk some movie news. Got some movie news information that came out. Then number seven, we're going to talk about what w, what 2K needs to do to make WWE 2K22 an improvement over 2K20 because we did get the trailer for 2K22, kind of a teaser, WIP work in progress uh, during WrestleMania this weekend. And then number eight, last but not least, we have some MLP G5 news. So, with that said, guys, so with that said, I just got a message from Frank Hill. It's Frank. I'll get to that later, my, fr my friend. Um, but anyway, with that said, as I make sure everything is working fine here. Still, oh, yeah, I don't know what it means by open widget. But, I, but we're pretty good. I think we're good here. Just a little delayed is what it is. Is it's what they're saying is, it's a, it's a little delayed, but it seems okay. It works out in the end. And I'll make sure to double check again. Yeah, it's just a little delayed by live feed and, and all that, so, you know, what are you going to do? Okay, so, with that said, with that said, 
don't throw away faith. But that said, the first topic we're going to talk about here. So you bring it up. Like I said, the first one we're going to talk about to, again, test this out a little bit. And hold on, if you see any lag, I do apologize. Wrong guys, I guess. Probably going to remove something here for a second. We're going to talk about, yes, this, the stimulus package and EDD. I know I misspelled stimulus there. I do apologize for that. That is my fault. But, yes, we're going to start talk about the stimulus package and EDD uh, for, for right now. As you will probably see me working on it during the live stream, trying to bring these topics up so you guys can read them. Yeah, but yeah, and hello, Bugs, nice to see you uh, in the live chat. Again, I do apologize for any streaming issues uh, that is going on. But yes, and Super Chats are open, guys. If you want to donate, go ahead and do that. Uh, but let's talk about the first one here, Stimulus Packages and EDD, um, if we will. Let's talk about that for a moment. Now, we know that about a couple weeks ago, uh, President Joe Biden signed into law the new uh, stimulus package that basically was sending out 1400 each to um, individuals, uh, more so to families, depending on the economy, about 
an additional three, six hundred or so to children, but mostly going to be in the parent's name. And on top of that, you know, on top of that, you had the EDD being put into the situation to where they had to also help out as well. Well, anyway, you know, a lot of us for, with direct deposit got it pretty much the day after it was signed into law. Pretty much after it was signed into law and made official, a lot of us got it in our direct deposits at our banks. Some of us had to wait about a couple of days, a week or so, uh, before we ended up getting it. And the reason I bring that up is because today, today, I finally got mine. Now, what's funny about this is the second, the, 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 uh, what, what I'm trying to say is the first stimulus I got was direct deposit because I was still with uh, Central Bank of the Midwest. The third one, the, or the second one, I should say, the second one, because my bank had closed me out by that time, the second one was sent to me via mail. Uh, the, basically, the reason being is since they couldn't do it directly to directly deposit it, you know, they had to basically the basically the money got sent back, and they had to resend it via mail to me. Now, when they let me know that this was happening on the second one, that is, I pretty much figured, okay, it's going to be a couple of weeks, right? Because that's what they told us: a couple of weeks, two to three weeks. It came literally two days afterwards. Two days after I got the notice that you, you, it's, it's being mailed out to you, I got it. And I was shocked. I was like, whoa, that was fast. And that, of course, that was the smaller one. That was the 600 they agreed upon. Instead of the 2000 which, you know, originally everybody was hoping for. Well, Biden basically made sure we were going to get that additional 1400 and we did. But just like before, the IRS has my old bank information on file until I do my taxes. And because of that, once again, my stimulus got sent directly to my old bank, could not be deposited because the account is closed. So they had to send it back to where it came from and then they had to mail it out. They had to let me know on the last day of last month they had mailed it out. And I thought, okay, it's going to be here probably in a few days, just like before. Nope. <laughs> that didn't happen. Because what happened instead was the stimulus ended up showing up today. A week after, uh, a week after Easter. And a week after Easter Monday. And a week after Easter break for a lot of people, including my mom. Which is kind of funny. It's kind of funny. And you know why I say it's kind of funny? Because every day last week, I kept checking the mail. Even when I first found out about it, I checked two days, two, three, two, three days later, you know, to see if it was coming. Nothing happened. I went and checked all throughout the week. Nothing. Today it came. And... <laughs> I was, and I, and, I, and I thank God for this. I thank the Lord above for this finally arriving, like all of us should, uh, when we get our stimulus. But what I was, but I was laughing about, and God forgive me for laughing about this, what I was laughing about was the fact, was the fact 
that I kept saying to myself, you know what? Because, like I said, I kept checking every day last week. And my mom was off last week because it was her, you know, yearly spring break, Easter break. So she was off. And I never got it until now. And I'm thinking, and I'm thinking to myself as we were getting closer to the end of the week, I'm thinking to myself, I am not going to be surprised if it shows up on the day she goes back. And guess what? It did. Almost like, almost like, and Lord forgive me for saying this, but it's almost like the Lord above was like, yeah, this is yours, not hers. <laughs> you know? And I'm not saying my mom would have been like, oh, can you you know, do this? Can you do that? Da, da, da. I'm not saying she would have done that because she wouldn't have. But, you know, it's almost like, you know, God knows us better than we know ourselves. And it's like, he knows my mom probably would have wanted me to do something. And he's like, that ain't going to happen. You know, this will show up when she's back at work. And, uh, and it did. It showed up when she was back at work. And like I said, it was just, it was just so, so funny. Just so funny is what it was. Just, just so f funny about that. It's like, and I do apologize for any lag there. Apparently I'm getting a lag now. But like I said, it was so funny that that happened that way. And I don't know why I'm getting a lag. It says it's not receiving enough video for to maintain smooth streaming. So I don't know what that means. Well, I do know what it means. But anyway, like I said, it was so funny. It was so funny that that happened. So funny. Funny that it happened that way. But one thing did happen when she was here. So back on Thursday... Because every other day, my sister, my second-oldest sister likes to call, check up on things, see how my mom's doing, and just, you know, just talk. Just literally talk, basically. Just get whatever's on her mind off her chest. You know what I'm saying? You know, it also helps that she kind of has a few beers on hand or whatever the case may be. But she just wants to talk. So, <coughs> excuse me now. So what happens is she's talking with my mom, and she's like, you know, I guess something comes up about the EDD, and it gets my mom to think, okay, Brian, have you checked your EDD, right? Have you checked it? You know, because the reason I haven't checked it in a while, you know, the reason I haven't checked it in a while is due to the fact that you know, like a lot of us, the EDD, no matter what state we live in, gives us a maximum of benefits, right? Like, this is the maximum amount of benefits you're going to be utilizing. And then once you reach it, you got to wait till your benefit year comes up to recertify. So my maximum benefits came up. They, I had exceeded them, basically. And the timing couldn't be better because, of course, they put out the, uh, what is it, the P the pandemic thing, you know, the, the extension for pandemic. And like a lot of you, I got a notice in my EDD inbox, my EDD email, stating that I was potentially eligible. So I kept checking every, uh, so I kept checking every day, or at least every, every day as much as I could. And there was nothing. 
there was nothing, nothing, nothing. And I've been do I was doing it as best I could since March 14th. So finally, my mom says, check it again. And this was on Thursday. And she's like, it's like God told her just to, have, to come to me and tell me, check it. And this was after she talked to my sister. So my mom checked. So I check it. And lo and behold, lo and behold, I'm eligible. I'm once again able to certify. So I end up certifying three weeks. Yeah, three weeks, not two, but three. And because I certified late, I didn't get the payment until Friday evening. Now, usually it would come like in Friday morning or Monday morning, right? It didn't come till Friday evening. And I'm thinking, okay, that's fine because it's a big one. It's three, it's three weeks, which is kind of unusual. But yeah, it was three weeks. So thank the Lord I ended up getting that. And I was able to pay cable with that as well as do a few other things. And then on top of that, like I said, today, the EDD came. And I already calculated that I have not, that if I didn't pay the cable like I did uh, on Sunday, if you will, that basically, I, if I didn't use it, part of that to pay cable, I would have had almost three, I'm not going to say much, but let's just say close to three altogether, combining both, if you know what I mean. Both, both the EDD and my bank. I would have had a lot. I'll put it that way. And I'm like, I'm like, thank you, God, that I got this. Thank you, God, you know. But anyway, long story short, long story short, I got it. I, I, I was actually happy about this. But what's crazy, and the reason I bring this all up, is because, like a lot of us, I appreciate that they're doing what they can to financially help us because it's like, okay, you know, a lot of us lost our jobs or a lot of us lost up, you know, or a lot of us got laid off, not sure when we're going to go back, this and that, you know. So I appreciate that they're trying to work around that. But when you are in a pandemic, even if it's at the, even if you're at the tail end of it, even if you're at the tail end of it, ladies and gentlemen, you should basically make sure that if you have an extension, you know, you know, possible because of that, uh, something like this, that that eligibility that individual might possibly have should automatically be qualified. In other words, the eligibility should automatically happen. No, no telling the person, oh, you may potentially or possibly be eligible. No. You go out and you tell that person, you go out and you say, activate eligibility now, bam. And that's it. And I get, I get it, you know, a lot of reports across the country is the EDDs are swamped. They don't know what to do. But thankfully, you know, thank, thank the Lord, you know, I didn't, you know, everything is working out fine. Because I was getting close, guys. Here's the thing. A lot of my bills, a lot of my automatic bills, a lot of my bills that are automatically taken out, that used to be automatically taken out of my, you know, central bank's uh, account. My central bank of the Midwest account, a lot of them are now connected to my prepay. Just like a lot of you, I'm pretty sure, have it connected to your prepay. And to me, having that is a blessing. 
something that is a blessing because I don't have to rely too much on my new bank and put too much stress on it because guess what? Every time I do something like that, where's my phone? You know, sometimes I'll end up getting a text on here telling me that, oh, you need to verify that, you know, withdrawal was from you or that authorization for a withdrawal was from you. I don't need that right now. I don't need that right now. Okay? I don't need that. So, hopefully, so thankfully though, things are getting better. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait till we get back to normal and everything. Yes, I know things are going to be a little bit more different. And I do apologize for any lag going on here, guys. Uh, but, you know... I'm just thankful right now that we got some, that I got something going, and I'm just happy about it. I just really am. Anyway, though, anyway, though, with that said, with that said, oops, I hit the wrong thing. I don't want to hit that. I'm going to put that on. We're going to take that off now. Sorry. But with that said, let's move on to our next main topic. As I remove this one. And we're going to put in a new topic here. What's the text there? We're going to put in a new main topic. And this is where the Google thing is going to come into play a little bit, guys, so you guys can see this. So we're going to put in a new main topic. And that new main topic Whoa, sorry about that. That blew, that blew up. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't want to stop the stream. Can I stop the stream there, guys? Oh, good, thank goodness. <laughs> anyway, whoo, that scared me. Well, that's the one thing about this. Let me go put that back in there. I'm bring this back down. Adjust it. There we go. Trying to get it to where it doesn't interfere with the other one. There we go. Okay, we're gonna. Okay. 
I think we're good. All right. So the next one we're going to talk about is some Transformers. Sorry, I don't understand. And that was my Google thing. I don't know why it's going on. Uh, but anyway, next up here we're going to talk about some Transformers. Yes, we're going to talk some Transformers here, guys. We'll talk some Transformers. And like I said, this is where basically the Google thing is going to come in to play because there's a lot of news that came out today or came out in the past uh, few days guys about Transformers a lot of big news I was kind of surprised by some of it and we're gonna go some recent news here just to make sure Okay. What about that? So this was so Hasbro had a fan fest online, right? Usually they would probably have this at the regular convention, but because of what's going on they didn't. So they had a fan fest, and they did a lot of revelations as far as Transformers go, and this guy right here, this guy right here was the big one. This guy right here was the big one. guy right here was the big one it is the arc that's right war for cybertron arc says it right here i'm sure you guys can see that hopefully uh hopefully you guys can see that but yes it is the arc the arc is uh coming yes the arc is coming ladies and gentlemen it says, Hasbro, Netflix, Transformers, Wolf for Cybertron, Autobot, Ark, and Transformers Kingdom Wave 3. It says, although a longtime staple of the original 80s cartoon and subsequent um, animated series in more recent years, the Autobot Ark, the ship that brought the Autobots from Cybertron to Earth, doesn't make a lot of appearances on toy store shelves. Ahead of the final season of Netflix, Transformers, Wolf for Cybertron trilogy, Hasbro has finally righted the, that wrong with a 19-inch arc figure that transforms from a robot to a ship. It even includes an incredibly tiny but appropriately scaled Optimus Prime micro figure as well as a removable chest piece that transforms into Teletran 1 into the Teletran 1 computer. But you'll have to wait until July 1st to shell out $150 was officially available through the Hasbro Pulse website. Oh, believe me, that's coming my way. <laughs> but yeah, we have the Ark. That is a big one right there, guys. And 19 inches. Let's let's see how many feet that is. Let me ask Google. Hey Google, how many feet is 19 inches? 19 inches is equal to one foot seven inches. There you go. 
one foot seven inches. That that's big. One foot. That's big. It's not as big as not as big as uh, Metro uh, Metroplex and Fort Max that I have, but that's big. And that's a Titan class figure, which I think is pretty cool. That is a Titan class figure, ladies and gentlemen. Now, they do have other figures coming, too. They do have other figures coming, too, if I can look them up here. Let me look here on the live Transformers news from Transformers.com. So here, here's the information here. Like I said, we're getting Titan Class The Ark, 19 inches, Battle Weathering, Landing Gear, Ramp with Tiny Optimus Prime, Blast Effects, Teletran 1 with TV screens, Golden Disc Stored Behind, Navigator Globe, Mainframe Figure, and Box Shown Images are below. We're also going to get a Commander Class Rodimus Prime, which I think is pretty cool. We're going to get Commander Class Rodimus Prime. We're going to get Leader Class Galvatron, Voyager Class Rhinox, and then in the Deluxe, in the, in, in the deluxe Class, we are going to get um, Scorponaut. We're going to get Scorponok. We are going to get Trax. Wing, wing Finger Fossilizer. We're going to get Dial. We get Core Class. We get Drag Dragon Fossilizer Soundwave G1 design. And then these are Hasbro Pulse Des Deluxe Class Exclusives. Triceranauts. And Glass Shadow Glass Blur. And Collector's Edition Auto Transforming Optimus Prime. Yeah, you heard that right. You heard that right. Jay and Silent Bob. Kevin Smith. You know, this was talked about. I was like, what in the world is this? It is an automatic transforming Optimus Prime programmable. It is entry okay. Auto transforms on voice command. Nineteen inches tall, battlefoot, has twenty-six voice commands made of sixty microchips and twenty-seven servo motors. Mobile app control. Purchase six hundred ninety-nine. Damn. So here we see the arc, which is right here, which is pretty cool. I really love that. I know Michael Mercy is definitely going to try to add that to his collection. And, and look at the scale of this guy. This thing's huge. And then there's a the little te uh, Teletran. They're doing comparison size. It's cool. 
This is the golden disc. That's what he was talking about, the golden disc there. Pretty cool, too. And in case you guys don't know what the golden discs are, these were actually um, artifacts that were taken, that were actually uh, took part in the original G1 and then were continued on in Beast Wars. Let's be going. There's the box. I really love this. And he's supposed to play a huge part in the last se season, which is Kingdom. And he transforms apparently in 26 steps. Teletran in 20 steps. The mainframe, if you will. So, yeah, it's pretty good. And then here we have Commander Class Rodimus. Gotta get my hands on that. I mean, I recently, believe it or not, oh, ooh, and they got something right out of the movie. Pretty cool. And you know what? This is all cool, too. And you know what I find what's ironic about this? Is this is all happening around the same time. The third season of War for Cybertron is debuting a month before the 35th anniversary of the 1986 movie. Yeah. That's the ironicness, guys. That's the ironicness. But yeah, this is Commander Class Rodimus. Very G1-like, if you will. Kind of. And, oh, he can detach and become Hot Rod. That's pretty cool. So yeah, that's, that's really neat there. I'm really happy about this. He's got a ramp ray. That's pretty cool. The car on there. That's nice. And he'll be in 34 steps. And he comes on a matrix too. So that's nice. Eight steps for... I think he's got a stand coming with him too. Then here we have Galvatron. He's going to have a matrix too. These are all very G1-like. I love that. I really love that. Look at this. Really cool. He gets a stand too. His transformation is a little bit more different. Hmm. Not like it used to be. Looks like they're going to improve on his cannon shot. Oh, no, 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 they're not. Look at that. No, no, never mind. I, I kind of missed that. I see it right there. I see it right here. They have the, the cannon right here. That's pretty cool. Can't, I cannot wait for this guy. I cannot wait for for this. I cannot. This is pretty cool. And I'm wondering if he's going to... I think it looks like he's going to be battery... Yeah, it looks like he's going to be battery operated. Because the last... The original was battery operated. So, this might be it. Here's Scorbonock. He's going to have a little gun on his thing. He's that uh, Dino one, that skeleton one, like. Looks like it's gonna be a trickle changer. Here's tracks.
check something, guys, real quickly, because this thing don't go on standby. Thank you, Jerson. Yeah, but here's tracks. A little bit more different on the design, I could tell that. Similar. Oh, he's got his jet mode still. That's pretty good because he was able to go into jet mode, which is nice. Okay. Ooh, gun. Okay. Got some guns there. Here we have Rhinox. Very true to his original Beast Wars design, which is cool. And then we have Soundwave here. Is it very G1-like? Laser beak. Yeah, very G1-inspired. He's a small one, though. Woo! That's what they said, I think, by Micro. Yeah, this all looks really good. Get the arc and everything. That's going to be awesome. You get a mystery box of... No. No, no, no. What in the world? Oh, that's that Tricera one. Okay, I was going to say. Tricerinus. And then that's the shattered glass one. There's blur. And in this, right here is what they're talking about. This is that auto-transforming Optimus Prime. Everybody has seen this making the rounds. It's like, holy crap. Look at that.
<laughs> that's gonna be the biggest Optimus Prime. Besides that one, that I would want to have. And there's the price range. Whew. But if I was to get it, <laughs> I'll get it. But yeah. Yeah, guys, that that right there is unbelievable. I mean, what do you guys think? What do you guys think uh, about the fact that we're getting, um, you know, all these figures as Transformer fans, if you are out there, what are your thoughts on this? This is unreal. I mean, I mean, I, I, here's the thing. Like I said, I have the Titan class of Metro and Fort. I have the 20th anniversary of Optimus. It's like... I, I, I can't believe it, guys. I can, You know, I cannot believe... You know, I can't believe it. It's, it's unbelievable. And I cannot wait to own all this. If I ever get... Well, financially, I probably won't own all of it. But I definitely have my eyes set on that arc. That arc, it coming to me. It coming to me. <laughs> that... That and if God willing, Unicron. Those are the two I have to focus on. Those are the two I have to focus on. But anyway, now with that out of the way, we can move on to our next main topic. Yes, our next main topic. If we get it in here. Whoa. Hold on, guys. A little confusing here. Hold on. Like I told you guys earlier, I'm kind of new at this. Doing this live. Everything. Yeah, oops, I don't want to, hit, I want to touch that. It's almost like it wants to just move the screen here. I don't understand. Anything good, guys? Anything good? Ugh. As I said, that that happens. Anything good, though? Good now.
And like I said, just when I say that, this is what happens. <laughs> okay, so hopefully you guys can see that now. But yeah, let's uh, let's talk dark side of the ring here, guys. And as a matter of fact, I do apologize for that. I'm kind of new at it. Matter of fact, we're going to talk about that. Let me put a picture in here. Yes, it does. Let me put an image. So we're going to browse for for a moment. There it is, and we're going to talk about some Dark Side of the Ring Season 3, guys. So, yes, Dark Side of the Ring Season uh, 3. We're going to talk about that here. And, uh, like I said before, Dark Side of the Ring Season 3, it looks really good. Um, it seems to me that what they're going to do with Dark Side of the Ring Season 3 is they're going to split it up uh, into three parts. Basically, I mean, not three parts, but two parts. And, um, I think I got the list right here. Um, if you will, I think I got the list right here. Yeah, this is basically... Okay, so here it is right here. This is, um, who the... If I, if I knew how to do that. This is who they're going to be focusing on first. Now you might say that's not all the episodes advertised. And you're right. There's no FMW. There's no XPW. You know and all that. But that's where the uh, two-part thing comes into play. But right now it seems the first six they're going to focus on are Brian Pillman, Nick Gage who recently became the GCW World Heavyweight Champion and got challenged by John Moxley. The Collision in Korea event between WCW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. And that was, you know, I, I guess a collab of Antonio Noki, Eric Bischoff, and all them. The Ultimate Warrior, and it looks like they're going to have Dana Warrior on there. Grizzly Smith, basically Jake the Snake's uh, father, Rockin' Robin's father, Sam Houston's father. Basically the Smith family is going to be touched upon. And then the Dynamite Kid. Yeah, the Dynamite Kid is uh, going to be focused on as well. And that's going to be the first half. The first half of the, um, you know, of Dark Side of the Ring. Now, as far as FMW and XPW go, they're probably going to be in the second half. There's other discussions as well, I think. Let me, let me pull this back up. I think they have other ones besides that too. Uh, let me see here. Oops, I don't want to do that. Let's see. Um, I didn't get it all, but basically, basically, um, and, and and let me let me pull this up here for a second, guys. So let me pull this up. Can to get out of here for a second, for a moment? 
Let me pull this up here. Dark Side of the Ring Season 3. Um, we're going to see... Okay, episode list. That's what you want to look for. Okay, here's 411 Mania. They usually have uh, information, whether you really like them or not. But here's what they say. And they're one of the sites that loves to hit you with a lot of uh, pop-ups. I don't know why. But here's what they say, and I quote, As previously reported, the third season of Vice TV's Dark Side of the Ring is set to premiere on May 6th at 9 p.m. Eastern, which would probably be 9 p.m. here as well. The season will have 14 episodes, but only six were announced in the trailer. According to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, the season will likely be broken up into two parts. The sixth uh, episodes, the first six episodes, May and June, with the second half happening later in the year. The first half will feature episodes on Brian Pillman, Nick Gage, Collision in Korea, Ultimate Grizzly Smith, basically, and the Smith family. You know, Jake Roberts, Rock and Robin, and Sam Houston, and Dynamite Kid. The Brian Pillman episode will be two hours, which suggests, which suggests it will have two parts like the Ben Wong episode. That actually would make it seven episodes if that is the case. It was previously it was previously noted that there will be also be that there would also be episodes on Chris Canyon, XBW, and Johnny Canine Bruiser Beldrum. Presumably, those episodes, along with the remaining three or four, will air in the second half. Now. You know, so you got basically, you got along with the uh, six or seven that were advertised for the first half, you have Canyon, XPW, FMW, and Bruiser Beldrum, which is four right there. So that's eleven. So you got three or four left. You got three or four left, basically. So again, along with the six that are advertised, you have. Canyon, XPW, FMW, and Bruiser Beldrum, which is, makes it 10 if you count the Brian Pillman uh, episode as two episodes, actually, according to some sources. Uh, basically, there it is. Sorry about that. I don't know what that was. Like I said, there's a bit of a delay. I do apologize. You know, that's what happens when you go to websites like that. But, yeah, along with that, like I said, you got Canyon, XBW, FMW, Bruiser Beldrum, along with the six. Rumor is the Brian Pillman is either going to be a two-hour premiere, which would make it one episode, or it's going to be two parts, which would make the first half seven. But I think it's going to go two hours, so that way it's even out and everything. And then you have three or four more. Now, the guests... Is any, now, it's anybody's guess what those three or four will be, but I think one of them might be about to pay, might be about the plane ride from hell. Yeah, because what it is, and, and the reason I bring that up, the reason I bring that up, ladies and gentlemen, 
is due to the fact that uh, due to the fact that basically uh, Jr. was interviewed one day. Jr. was interviewed one day by the people at uh, Dark Side of the Ring. He was interviewed by them at, at from Dark Side of the Ring. He was interviewed by them, and basically, they uh, did a shoot with him. But they didn't. They talked with him, and one of the main subjects, or the main subject apparently, was the plane ride from hell. So it seems that. One of, the, uh, one of the episodes of the 14 in the second half will be on the plane ride from hell. Even JR kind of indicated that, that that basically will be the case. Because it's supposed to talk about that plane ride that the superstars take, took from the UK in 2002 to the US after the insurrection pay-per-view that they had there. Which, oh, by the way, I do have that, D, I do have that uh, VHS of that said event. Not of the plane ride, but of uh, basically the event they flew home from. And I do apologize for the lag, guys. I do apologize. But yeah, that's... And it seems we're getting better now. But yeah, that's basically the next uh, subject. Though that's probably going to be the other uh, topic they talk about. But then you have three more. and But then after that... So if we take the six that we know about. You know, Brian Pillman, you know, Nick Gage, Collision in Korea, Ultimate Warrior, you know, the Smith family, and, you know, Dynamite Kid. If we take those, those six, and we combine them with Canyon, XBW, FMW, and Bruza Beldrum, that's 10. If we add the plane ride from hell, that's 11. So the question is, what would be the last three if it's going to be a 14-episode season? You know, what are the last ones going to be? As far as I know, you know, how many, you know, what, what is the last one going to be, right? And, or what are the last ones going to be about? And that's a good question. What do you end the third season on that you haven't touched upon yet? And it could be anything. It could be anything. I mean, there's a, a lot. Uh, I mean, obviously, they're going to touch upon XPW invading ECW in that story because that happened. But what else could they touch upon? What else is out there that we know about? I think one of the things they could do is Mike Awesome. I really do. Now, they might touch upon Mike Awesome uh, in FMW, but I think he could have a story on his own. Because when you really think about it, when you really, really think about it, guys, you know, the main thing that would hook you is what happened when he jumped ship to WCW. I mean, we've heard stories and everything, but you know, we haven't heard it. We haven't heard all sides of the equation. If you know what I mean? We haven't heard all sides of the equation. So Mike Awesome could be one that they, you know, look into. Um, what? Who else could they look into? Uh, Chris Candido, they could look into Candido, you know, that could be something, um, you know, there's a lot of opportunities out there, 
Heck, you know what they could do? Although they could save that for season four, but then again, you know, you're starting with Pillman. You need to end on a high note. What better way than Eddie Guerrero? You know what I'm saying? That that could be something they could look into. But you know another one too? Black Saturday. Oh yeah. Think about it. Think about it. Black Saturday? It's never been really discussed that much on national television on a big stage. They have the opportunity to do something on Black Saturday. Imagine the viewership they could get with that. So there's, there's like your final four or three right there. Yeah, right there. I just named it right there, dudes. I just named it right there. Uh, I mean, think about that. Awesome. Candido. You know... Black Saturday? And it's... It's unreal. Just shaking, sir. But yeah. There you go. The last three or four they can do. That's three or four they can do. Because you got six. You need four. You already got ten lined up. You're planning a 14 episode se- season. There you go. There's your last ones. There's your remaining. Eight. There's along with Canyon. XBW, FMW. Bruza Beldum. Plane Ride from Hell. That's five right there. So you have 11 already. You need three more to complete 14. Awesome. Candido. Black Saturday. Or Awesome. Black Saturday. Guerrero. Or Candido. Black Saturday. Guerrero. Or Awesome. Candido. Black Saturday. Either way you go. I just gave the Dark Side of the Ring guys. Three awesome subjects to to look at. Three awesome subjects to look at. And hello, Z Tales, uh, three twenty seven. Nice to see you in the live chat. But I just gave you guys three awesome. Coin a phrase, awesome. You know, uh, topics to close out on. Along with the ones that are potentially the the ones that are going to happen in in season two, uh, in the second half of the third season, as well as the potential plane ride from hell story, this this to me I just gave every I, I just opened the floodgates if you will. That's what I did. That's what I did. So to me, this is how I think. This is how I look at it. We got the six already for the first half, starting May 6th. Then you have the other ones, which even include 
potentially the plane ride from hell. That's 11. And then you have the option of Guerrero, Candido, Black Saturday, and Awesome. One's got to go, so I would assume maybe it's going to be good. I mean, Guerrero might be one people want to see, just to get more of an insight of what's been going on. I mean, they did touch upon him a lot in the Chris Benoit one. Everybody pretty much said that was more like, the first part of that was more of a Guerrero than Benoit. But, you know, you could do that. Or you can do Candido, Awesome, and Black Saturday. So to me, that would be a perfect lineup. It would be a perfect lineup. You have, you know, Brian Pillman, Nick Gage, Collision of Korea, Ultimate Warrior, you know, the Smith family, you know, Dynamite Kid, Chris Canyon, XPW, FMW, Bruza Beldrum, Plain White from Hell. That's 11. And then to finish it off, Awesome, Candido, Black Saturday. Or Guerrero, Candido, Black Saturday. Or Guerrero, Awesome, Black Saturday. You get what I'm saying. Or you can even do Guerrero, Awesome, Candido. Either way, those last three I just mentioned are a good way to wrap up that third season. A great way. It's a tremendous way, in my opinion. But anyway. But anyway, yeah, it's going to look, it's going to obviously be good. And I cannot wait to see what they have to, um, you know, give us when it comes to season three. Can't wait to see the presentation there. But with that said, we're going to move on to our next topic. I don't want to do that again, guys. I do apologize that that messed up there. I don't want to move that. Well, I don't want to move me either. <laughs> I need to get this up there. I don't want to move me. Hold on. I don't want to move me there, man. 
Hold on. This is, like I said, I'm new to this guy, so I do apologize. No, I don't want to shrink me. Sheesh. I gotta build that back up. Hold on. All right, there we go. Let me uh, fix the screen now here too, guys. Sorry about that. There we go. I don't like it when... Like I said, I'm new to this, guys, so I do apologize. <laughs> uh, but anyway... Sure, I did it all right. Here. I'm just watching the replay here. Yeah, I do apologize for that, guys. It's, like I said, I'm new to this, and I can see the playbacks are getting higher and higher a little bit. So I, I appreciate you guys, you know, sticking with me through this. But anyway, let's talk about this one right here. This is something I did touch upon, and that is. Peacock and TNT need to put up disclaimers before AEW and WWE broadcast or replays. And the reason I talk about that, guys, is due to the fact that... Is due to the fact that recently a lot of stuff has been going on that has been very questionable in my opinion about what's going with, you know, uh, AEW on TNT with Dynamite on Wednesday nights and this recent deal between Peacock and WWE. Because I, I seem to notice that, and I'm not the only, well, actually, I'm not the only one that picked up on this. But there's a lot of people that notice that TNT suddenly, for some, you know, unexplained reason, decided... To start bleeping out the wrestlers swearing. And these guys have sworn before. They've sworn, they have sworn before. And yet now they decide we're going to bleep you out. And for what reason? Huh? I mean, they allow blood and everything. What are they going to do? You know, take a page out of WWE and... Put a filter over the match when it's happening and say, cover that up, cover that up. We can't let that be seen. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, it, it's strange to me. It, it's strange to me that all of a sudden the, they're just starting to do all this. And then on top of that, they had technical issues. Though they've been having technical issues with mics. 
They've been having technical issues with, you know, broadcasts of NBA games interfering. You know, matches not having any commentary. It's like, what is going on here, right? And again, you have the situation to where Warner, well, Warner Media now has somebody new in charge of the divisions, one of the divisions, the television one where TNT is a part of, that apparently has hinted that maybe he doesn't like having Dynamite there. I don't know. And, you know, it makes you wonder if maybe Dynamite is heading, you know, out the door after 2023 or 2024. We, we don't know. And then, and then alongside that, you have Peacock, as I've mentioned before, scanning through the 1,700,000 hours plus of content from the WWE's, you know, archival library and all the archival libraries of the promotions they have about the rights to, just to see what's more, just to see what's appropriate and not appropriate for the service. And, you know, I, I, I hear all this and I see all this and I'm like, you know, something just doesn't seem right. Something, something smells, you know, smells ugly, if you will. Smells, ugh, not so ripe, as the old saying goes. And that, and what that smell is to me is AW, is TNT and Peacock purposely trying to sabotage WWE and AEW. I mean, think about it this way. When Warner Media had that one guy that wanted AEW on Dynamite in charge, everything was cool. Now you got this new guy, and things are starting to change. What are they going to do when Blood and Guts happens on May 5th, Cinco de Mayo? What are they going to do then? Huh? What, are they going to black and white, or are they going to put a black and white filter over the match and say, yeah, people are going to bleed, and have, and then what? Are they going to have JR, Tony Schiavone, Excalibur come out and say, oh, we apologize for the uh, black and white filter, but we have been told by TNT representatives that if anybody bleeds, we can't show the blood. We can't do that anymore. That is uh, off limits unless it's on pay-per-view. Is that what's going to happen? I hope not. But this to me, something just reeks of sabotage in my opinion. Something does. I mean, yeah, you might think, now, what I'm trying to say is, now, you might, now, yeah, you might think, oh, the roads are getting a, a series on TNT, Roads to the Top, and that's great and everything, but that's a reality series. And yeah, it does tie into wrestling, but that's more reality. The people at TNT look at that as a reality, that even though wrestling is tied to it, they consider it non-wrestling, that, that, that it's its own thing. You know, that it's okay, it's, it, that basically, it's the exception. Well, AEW is not. So to me, what I think Peacock and AEW, not AEW, but Peacock and TNT should do, knowing that, you know, for Peacock, they have content on there for the next five years, and that they cannot, out of all that 1,700,000 hours plus of content that they have, they cannot fish through every minute or millisecond of it just to find what's wrong and what's not right, 
of what's wrong and shouldn't be, and it's not appropriate and all that and get rid of it. They can't do that. And AEW cannot, not AEW, but TNT cannot constantly try to stick the nose in, you know, in AEW's business, you know, and bleep out things that get sworn or try to censor out blood or whatever. What they need to do, Peacock and A, Peacock and TNT, what they need to do is they need to put up disclaimers and say, yeah, uh, what you're about to see is not suitable for young children. You know, this being TNT, viewer discretion is advised. Or what you're about to see in here is not suitable for young children, viewer discretion advised. And if I'm Peacock, I do the same thing with, let's say, a live pay-per-view. I say, you know, what you're about... C may not be appropriate for young children, viewer discretion advised. Or when it comes to some of the classic content, just put on the disclaimer that says basically what all disclaimers say about these kind of things. That these things were wrong, that these things are just a product of their time. They were wrong then, they are wrong now. But to get rid of them would be wrong. That's all they have to do. That's all they have to do. I mean, how. How, how stupid can you be not to, not to, not to realize that? How stupid can you be not to realize that? You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I've said before and I say it again. This whole thing with Peacock and WWE, I don't think it's going to last much longer. I, I really don't. I, I really don't think it's going to last much longer, guys. I really don't. I think in the middle of this whole deal, they're going to try to renegotiate. You know, what I'm saying, okay, what I'm trying to say is, and I've said this before, I believe when Peacock wants to renegotiate this deal with WWE to try to keep the network on the service, that I've got a feeling you're going to have people coming in and they're going to say, you can keep it, but stop censoring stuff out, stop removing stuff that's not necessarily needing to be removed. And just put a freaking disclaimer. It's that simple. Anyway. I think, anyway, Peacock has a lot to learn about the wrestling business. And obviously, hopefully, you know, somebody comes through to them, or gets through to them, I should say, and says, look, it, wouldn't it be easier just to put a disclaimer up? You know, keep it as it is, but put it a, a disclaimer Genius. Absolute genius. If you know what I mean. And the same with TNT. If you know you have a wrestling product on your, on your network where blood's going to happen, people might swear, you know what you do? You say, you put up a disclaimer and say, what you're about to see may not be appropriate for young children. Your discretion is advised. It makes sense to do that. So yeah, Peacock, Peacock TV streaming service, TNT, whoever's in charge, get your act together and make it easier on yourself and just put up disclaimers. It's not that hard. Anyway, with that said, let's move on. To our next topic.
Let's move on to our next topic. And our next topic here, guys. Our next topic. Over six. Just making sure you guys can see. You guys got everything in here. But our next topic, guys, let's talk about it. Let's talk about this one. Because you might find this one intriguing. Okay, just I think I readjusted my screen there. But you guys might like this one. If I can make sure it works right. There we go. Are super chats a good thing or not? Yes. We're gonna talk about this guys. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about this. Right now, and again, super chats, my, by the way, are indeed open. Indeed, open, guys. But yeah, let's talk about super chats. Now, I bring this up because there's a couple of people that I donate super chats to when I can. John Campia of the John Campia Show, Solomonster, Jason Solomon, and Solomonster sounds off. When I feel like it, if I know when they're going to be on the semi-perfect podcast. And then, probably the one I've donated the most to, just Alex, formerly Deluxe Man Alex Hicks. And, you know, when it, when it comes to... When it comes to these guys, you know, just donating a few bucks here and there is good. But sometimes, you know, if you have the money, you're tempted to do more. Now, the way these guys... Now, let me first of all say this. All these people I've mentioned that I donate Super Chats to, including Angry Joe of the Angry Joe Show, Joe Vargas which is another one I do on a monthly basis when he does his Q&A. Uh, basically, you know, you wonder to yourself, first of all, okay, well, I'm not trying to say wonder, but, you know, you say, what I'm trying to get at is, you know, sometimes, you know, donating, like I was saying, donating a few dollars here and there might be good. Sometimes the most you may want to do is 10, maybe 20, and that's fine. And these guys are totally worth it. That's what I was trying to say. All these guys that I've mentioned are totally worth donating Super Chats to because they do their damnedest to give us the best content they can. They do. But there are critics out there. There are critics out there because there are times 
we're Jason, we're just Alex, you know, we'll do these super chats every once in a while, and they will have something as a prize at the end. For Alex, he has now what he he's has, and he's been doing this for about a little over a year now. He has what's known as the Super Chat Championship. Every time he does a review of a Big Four pay-per-view, a Big Four, which is Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series, that being WWE pay-per-views, he might include AEW ones in there down the line, but mostly with the WWE Big Fours, he always has a Super Chat Championship on the line. And I'll show you what I'm talking about. If, I, if somebody put a picture up of it, I'll, I'll show you. Let me, uh, I don't want to do that. There we go. Okay, I'm going to probably have to go to his thing, so you guys got to hold on for a second. If you hear anything come on, I, I do apologize, so I'm going to... Try to find his most recent things here. is going to change our lives. That is the hottest man I've ever seen. Great to meet you. This is don't. Chats, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, let's see. All right, right, this year, this was one of the people that won it. But this year, this is what he's doing. Now, somebody made this title for him, one of his moderators or something. And basically, I'm going to enlarge this so you guys can see better. Okay, I'm going to enlarge it real quickly. If I can. There it is. But this year of time to get your oh, donation sorry, I got him on. <laughs> but this here this super chat championship that is you know what he puts or what he has get put on the line 
every four big WWE pay-per-view. This thing right here. This Super Chat Championship. And the reason he does that is he likes to, you know, get the fans involved. He likes to get his fellow fans, his fellow YouTubers uh, involved, you know, you know, interactive-wise, you know, with his channel. You know, give them something to, to kind of, you know, have fun with and, you know, kind of fight for, if you will. Not necessarily fight, but kind of like just, you know, play, you know, just kind of have a, you know, try to get recognition, if you will, more so than they would normally. No offense to that. But basically, that's what Alex does. That, that is what he's doing. And every four pay-per-view, people donate like crazy. I mean, they donate, you know, very well every other live stream that he does. But he doesn't put the championship on the line, or he doesn't have the winner put up the championship, you know, on every, you know, uh, pay-per-view review he does, or every weekly Raw or SmackDown or AEW review that he does, or NXT review that he does. He only has them do it during the big four pay-per-views. Now, we have learned, from what I understand, that it's the discretion of the champion of whether or not they want to defend it, you know, outside of the big four. It's their discretion. Now, I bring all this up with just Alex, and Solid Monster's in the same thing as well, because sometimes he'll, you know, get people's attention by saying, look, here's this. This is this Wrestle Rumble thing going on. You just need to donate a dollar. Or if you donate so much on the Super Chat, you'll be you know, automatically entered or automatically have a chance, probably more so than anybody, to win this or that, whatever. And again, it's all about interacting with people. It's all about interacting with people who enjoy what you enjoy. But also, it allows people to show the support. And I bring all this up. I bring all this up because, you know, last night I donated probably the most I've ever donated to Alex. Now, once, now every now and then I would do five. Well, now, not every now and then. What I'm trying to say is anytime I can financially, I would donate two, five, ten, maybe twenty at most. I've never donated more than that until last night. And I was doing it for support and fun, because that's what it is. That's what the Super Chat Championship is about. It's about having fun, you know. And that's what I was doing. I was supporting the guy. I was supporting him. You know, you know, in his channel, because, you know, he basically makes a living, majority-wise, off this channel. That's what he does. And by helping him in this manner... You know, what more can you say? Now, again, as I was saying, and, and the same goes for Jason Solomon. The same goes for, you know, Angry Joe. The same goes for Semi-Perfect Podcast. The same goes for JD from NY206, John Campia. I mean, you might say, well, someone like John Campia doesn't really need it. You'd be surprised. They could use a little extra income on the side, you know, because there might be some amenities or luxuries they like to enjoy. I mean, Jason Solomon, you know, how do you think he, how do you think he gets an opportunity to go on things like the Jericho Cruise, the Rockin', that Rockin' Jericho Cruise 
It's planned to, you know, happen later this year. You know, how do you think he was able to do that the first, last time? You know, it was operational. Because of the Super Chats. Not just because of his job outside of it, but because of Super Chats. You know, and Alex. How do you think Alex is able to do what he does? You know, make the videos outside of live streaming that he does. You know, afford to go once in a while to the events, to the wrestling events in his area. Like, he recently went to Royal... Like, the last wrestling event he went to was Royal Rumble in Minute Maid Park. How do you think he was able to do that? Through our support. Our interaction. And us having fun. Helping him out. That's how he was able to do it. And the same goes for Angry Joe. How do you think he and other Joe and... You know... Um, uh, <laughs> totally. Alan, I think that's his name, right? Alan? Uh, Alex? No, Alex, right. His name's Alex, too. Who knew? But anyway, how do you think Joe, other Joe and Alex get to go to the conventions or to the uh, gaming events like E3 once it's back to physicalness or, or San Diego Comic-Con or whatever? How do you think they're able to do that? To our support. That's what they do. That's how they're able to do it. But again, but again, there are critics. There are critics, if you will. And a lot of critics look at Super Chats as being in the same vein as loot boxes. Now, I know you're thinking, well, how is that possible? Well, like I said, when someone like Alex does a Super Chat, you know, situation, or, you know, Jason does something you know, identical with Wrestle Rumble or whatever the case may be, you know, it gets a lot of people's attention and makes them wonder whether or not this is a good thing, you know, with the Super Chats. And the other reason I want to talk about this too is because obviously somebody had to get to Google because in the past, you used to be able to donate up to $500, I mean $600 or more, but now it's capped off at 500 and if it's capped off at 500, it makes me wonder if they're going to continue capping it off as time goes on. And the only reason I think they would continue doing that, if that is the case, if that is true, it makes you wonder, it makes you wonder if people outside that criticize the Super Chats, you know, are getting under the skin of Google and YouTube and making them, you know, kind of, you know, change some of the strategies and how they let things happen, how they allow things. I mean, Alex, just like I'm do, dealing with right now at times, had a slow up on his live stream. He had a slow up on his live stream. And, and hello, um, uh, hello hand, hello, uh, hello, tender. Anyway, how do you think you know, Alex was dealing with a, a slow up on his live stream, just like I'm dealing with. He dealt with it, it, it basically because he had people supporting him, showing the support. But also, I think it's because Google, maybe, in my opinion, no offense, may have been slowing him down purposely because the abundance of Super Chats. You know, it makes me wonder. I mean, I think Super Chats are a good thing. I really do. 
Because even if you have another job on the side that you work nine to five or eight to four, whatever the case, or eight to five, whatever the case may be, even if you have that kind of a job, you know, it doesn't give you the kind of money you would hope for. And something like, let's say, doing a live stream or monetization on your channel, that is some, that's, you know, income on the side that you can use, that you can use, that you can add to the income you get from your regular job. But again, but again, like I said, there are people that criticize this. And they criticize it because they pretty much feel it's in the same vein as loot boxes. I mean, loot boxes are a different story. Let me give you that right now. They're a different story. Because there shouldn't be no loot boxes, whatever, whatsoever, whatever kind they are, in anything game-wise. There shouldn't be. The only thing that should be in games is free DLC, and that's it. People have already paid enough for the game, depending on what version of the game they got, that they don't need to hunker down and pay an additional $1,000 for additional crap they should be getting for free. That's the big difference. That is greed on the corporate part of these gaming companies, or the gaming publishers. But here, this is supporting and having fun. This is supporting others that even though they could have other jobs on the side, could use that extra cash. They could. And, you know, I think that's where the critics kind of are at fault is the fact that they think both are one and the same and they're not. They are not. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Basically, enticing, in their minds, Enticing somebody with a fictional super chat championship is a bad thing. I get it, they have their opinion, but it's for fun. And it's once in a while. It's not like, here's the thing, it's once in a while. It's not like people are breaking the bank every single freaking week. Alex does a live stream on a, a review of Raw, a Q&A, a review of a pay-per-view, a review of NAEW. It's not like they're breaking the bank every night. The point that I'm getting at is this. Super Chats, in my opinion, are a good thing. And I think they still continue to be a good thing. But I hope Google and YouTube don't fall under too much pressure from those that criticize them for the fact that they believe these are just like loot boxes and they need to put a cap on them. They need to slow it down because they don't. Google and YouTube should allow their content, provide, their content users and all that, that make money off the channel, that can super chat off the live streams to be able to have those that support them to, you know, to donate however much they want to donate. And look, when I did 100, like I said, that was probably the biggest I've ever done in a while. My original plan, believe it or not, had things not screwed up for a while or not been delayed or whatever they were with my EDD and the stimulus. My plan originally was to get a Google card, you know, digitally or physically, and add in a hundred and a hundred and a hundred and a hundred. Thus, cash it in, boom, just like money in the bank in WWE for my for the Super Chat Championship, and to support the guy, to support, you know, Alex Hicks. That was my plan. And for a time, just for a brief period, 
I had that plan almost a re- made a reality. But somebody else came in and said, nope, I can outdo that. I can outdo that. I can give the guy more, five times more, which he did. And he ended up walking away with the Super Tramp Championship. And he donated five times more because he was showing his support for Alex and he's having fun. Now, I will say this. I will say this. The person that did win that Super Championship, you know, you know, is he old enough to be part of it? Did he get permission from his parents? Did he, you know, probably sneak the card? Who knows? But right now, that individual has a champ- has a championship that he'll have to defend on SummerSlam. And there's a lot of people be- between now and then that are going to save up and basically say, Yeah, screw you, my friend. No disrespect. It's ours. And all because they're having fun. They're having fun. So, yeah, I think Super Chats are a good thing. I really do. And that's all I'm going to say. I mean, again, I know people feel that feel differently, but I think they're a good thing. They really do. All right. Next up on our topics. Next thing on our topics. We are going to talk about some movie news. We're going to talk some movie news here, folks. Yes, we are. I try to get this shrunk down. Oops, don't want to bring that over here. There we go, perfect. Yes, we're going to talk some movie news. Guys, we're going to talk some movie news here. And the reason I want to talk about some movie news here is basically the fact that I was just trying to find topics to talk about because it's not easy all the time, I will admit that. But, you know, I recently tuned in to some clips that John Campia uploaded onto his channel. And, uh, yeah. There's a couple of items we can talk about. First of all, me being a G.I. Joe fan and been one since I was a little kid. The first of, I guess, a series of G.I. Joe origin movies, Snake Eyes, has been moved up by Paramount from October to July. Now, this is the same Paramount that recently moved back Mission Impossible and Top Gun Maverick by a couple of months. And I was like, really? They moved up Snake Eyes? So I watched the clip by John Campia, and apparently they moved it up to release two days before my birthday. Yeah! To July, 
Not only do I get to see Space Jam A New Legacy, but I get to see Snake Eyes. Imagine that. So yeah, Snake Eyes has been moved up to July 23rd from October. From October 22nd to July 23rd of this year. I cannot wait to see it. Get back into a theater and see it. Can't wait. Can't wait to see it. But then, the other news that came out that John Campia talked about was the WBCEO the WBCEO came out and basically well, kind of in a way, not necessarily but kind of admitted that maybe doing the simultane uh, I wouldn't say simultane uh, the uh, yeah, well, kind of uh, simultaneously yeah, the well, I, I, what I'm trying to say is the WBCEO came out and didn't necessarily, you know, say it in a way, but basically acknowledged that they kind of goofed when it came to announcing the uh, the uh, re the simultaneous release of movies in theaters and on HBO Max. Because remember, back in December, November, they Warner Media made this announcement that because of the unknowing factor of the pandemic. And how far it was going to go into the year of the new year, they decided we're going to take all those movies we had planned for theaters and we're going to put them on HBO Max without telling anybody that might be concerned about that. That might be concerned about that without telling anybody. And guess what happened? They got crap. They got a bunch of. S-H-I-T for it. And not only did they get a bunch of that, but now, recently, the CEO has come out and said, yeah, we could have probably done this a lot better. Like, he's not apologizing. Like, basically, they, it's kind of a semi-apology, but not really. And he's not retracting on saying, okay, I'm here to announce we're going to take all the movies we plan for HBO Max and keep them mainly in theaters and all that, whatever. He didn't do that. He just basically said, yeah, we could have handled this better. We probably should have not jumped the gun so quickly. And to me, I think it's the person above him that made the call. And pretty much a lot of fingers are pointed to her, are pointed to the guy uh, partnered with her from AT&T or whatever the case may be. And I've said it before, and I said it before, I'll say it again. I think... And I say this with all due respect, I think the, the lady in charge of Warner Media, the one that's above the CEO, I think she's above him, I'm not really sure. Obviously she has more flack and pull. I think in a sense, she was the one that gave the okay. I think honestly, and again I say it with all due respect, I think she's a germophobic. I really do. I mean I get it, I get I get we're supposed to protect ourselves and everything until we're all vaccinated. That's, I get that, and I agree with that. You know, we should keep ourselves safe and protected until everything's pretty much 95% or 90% on the, or 75% at least on the uprise. I get that. No problem. But, I think, and I say this with all due respect and honesty, you know, no offense, I think the lady that's above him 
you know, the uh, uh, that Anne Marie, I think, I think she's a germaphobic. I really do. Because why would you make such a, a, a rash decision, you know, without consulting, without consulting those you're aligned with that, you know, have a stake in all these movies that you're distributing? Why would you make that decision unless you're a germaphobic person? And again, no offense to anybody that is. I understand that. I understand you don't like to get any germs. I understand you want to remain as clean and disease-free as possible. I get that. More power to you. But still, that should not be an excuse for making a rash decision without consulting those that basically you are partnered with. It shouldn't be a reason. It shouldn't be a reason. But yeah, the CEO is coming out and saying, yeah, we probably goofed on this. You know, we could have done it better. Maybe we could have just sat down and, and talked with these people and kind of explained, you know, weeks before or whatever. Yeah, we're kind of considering doing this. Would that be cool if we, would that be cool with you if we did? You know? It's like, it's like to me, it's like, how, how stupid can you get, if you will, for not realizing with, with that if you didn't have any consultation with these people, you're going to not get flack because you did. And again, like I said, with all due respect, no offense to those that are. I think the only reason Anne-Marie allowed this to happen, if that's, her if that's her real name, the person that's above this guy, I believe, she let this happen, is I believe she's partially germophobic. I really do. And I say that with all due respect, no offense. But I think she is partially germophobic. I really do. I, I really honestly do. I, I, I don't think there's no getting around it. I, I think she is. I think she is partially germophobic. And, you know, you can't, you cannot deny that. You cannot hide that, if you will. You know, you can't hide that. You can't, you know, you know avoid that because it's true. It is true. So, anyway, yeah, those are pretty much the big movie news I wanted to talk about because, you know, it seems that, you know, like I said, it seems to me that this, the person above the CEO, the, that lady, again, I say it with all due respect, no offense, I think she's germophobic. But germophobicness shouldn't be an excuse for rushing out an idea or a plan without consulting people that might have a lot of investment, you know, in the situation. But anyway, though, guys, that's all I'm going to say on that. Good news with Snake Eyes. <laughs> Bad news for WB. What more can you do? So anyway, moving on to the next topic. Let me move this one. Moving on to our next topic.
as I try to work it into this. Oops, sorry for the screen moving again. Get that back to normal. There we go. There we go. There we go, got it now. And hold on while I fix this. There we go. Alright, sorry about that guys. Like I said, I'm new to this, so you gotta give me some time here. But our seventh topic is what 2K needs to do to make WW2K22 an improvement over 2K20. Yeah, in case you guys didn't notice, we didn't have a 2K21 this year. Due to the fact that 2K kind of screwed up on 2K20, yeah, it wasn't um, it wasn't the best look for them when it comes to any other games, and obviously it wasn't just WW2K20 they screwed up on. They screwed up on uh, I think the NBA one as well, and a few others. And you know maybe as crazy as it sounds, maybe going through the pandemic. You know, for them, for businesses like them, game publishers like them, may have been a good thing. Because it gives them enough time to reflect and go, or reflect and be like, yeah, we kind of screwed up. Maybe we should, uh, maybe we should, uh, fix this. You know. And hopefully they're going to. Hopefully they're going to. Because what we got in 2K20 was abysmal. Now, they did use some teaser footage during WrestleMania weekend. To show us what we may be getting. And hopefully what we get. This year. On PS5, PS4, Xbox One. Xbox Series S. And Xbox Series X. Hopefully what we get is a lot better. And a major improvement. Now the question is. What do they need to do to make an improvement? Well one. Don't rush it out so quickly. And thankfully they've had enough time not to do that. Two. Make sure the controllers work. And it's not just with 2K20, but 2K19. Because one thing I've noticed when it comes to certain matchups, mostly multi-person tag matches, like eight-man or eight-woman tag team matches, you end up losing control. It automatically goes AI. And it shouldn't be doing that. You should have control of all the people on the team you're playing as. I should have control of my CAWs of Sally Acorn, Bunny Rabbi, Judy Hop well, Judy Hops is Wild Hops is creation, but you you get what I'm saying though. Sally Acorn, Bunny Rabbit, uh, Women's Warrior, Hardcore Dirty Babe. If I put them on a team, aim against another team of four, 
I should be able to I should be able to control all four of them and not worry about the fact that if one gets eliminated or two gets eliminated, oh, the AI the AI is just going to take control. I shouldn't worry about that. So hopefully they improve on that, and hope hopefully that hopefully they improve on that because that's one thing they need to improve on. They do. Secondly, they need to improve on be, having less crashes and freeze-ups. And it's not just with 2K20 either, 2K19 had it too. And the reason I say that is because of the fact, because of the fact, that when I was doing my WrestleMania CPV this past weekend, um, if you will, this past week, that aired this past weekend on Friday, when I did it, guess what happened originally? You want to, you know, you want to know why it originally was in two parts? It had a two-part playlist, and then I finally was able just to put it all together. You know why? Because when I went to do the last match, which uh, which was the second one, Iron Man or Iron, uh, which was the second Iron Person match in a Hell in the Cell between Sally and Bunny, it froze up. And I had to basically go and use exhibition mode to to fix that. To, you know, basically finish off the event. Hopefully they fix that. Hopefully they improve on that. The other thing they need to improve on? The other thing they need to improve on? The commentary. Give us more variety with your commentary. Or guess what? Implement the opportunity for us to do commentary. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people don't mind doing their own commentary through, you know, the, the capture cards that have, like, a microphone, you know, external microphone, you know, input or output to it. I'm sure they don't mind that. But guess what? Wouldn't it be something if, oh, I don't know, PS5 and PS2 and Xbox and Xbox, Xbox One and Series X allowed us the opportunity to plug in a headset and record our own commentary during an event? I'm just saying. I'm just saying, to me, what they need to do is give us more creative freedom. And allowing us to do our own commentary is one way of doing it. The other way of doing it, as well, is bringing back something. Bringing back something. The, X, the Xbox 360? The PS3? That they had. That's the enableability to use our own music. Bring that back. That's another thing they need to improve on. Allow us to have that creative freedom where we can record our own commentary and we can utilize our own musical soundtracks for entrances. Also, give us more creative freedom when it comes to the videos. You limit us to, what, 15, 10 videos? No! Give us an unlimited space. Give us a hundred of them. Whatever the case may be, give us enough video options so we have created and so we can create interest videos for our created characters. So we can create and you know video intros for our CPV events, for our weekly shows. Give us that creative freedom. That is one thing you have to improve on. 
giving creative freedom to everybody that gets this game. That's and honestly, that is the biggest way you can make up for your blundering of 2K20. Another thing too, allow us to have more slots for championships to add to our shows. Don't just limit us to a certain amount. Give us more. Give us eight, ten slots. I don't care. Just give us more. You owe us that. You owe us that. The other thing you need to improve on is the photo feature. The photo feature. You know, it's great that you allow us to take a picture of ourselves, put our face on a body, on a, on a, when we create a, we put ourselves in the game. You know, it's great that you let us take our picture and put it on the face of the character we're going to create ourselves to be. But that needs to be improved on big, big time. So that when we take a picture of ourselves and we edit it to where it needs to be, there's no blundering or anything, it automatically matches up with the eyes, the nose, and the mouth, and boom, we're in the game. That's one big improvement you need to make. Truth is, folks, 2K22 has a lot to improve on. And what I've just said are several examples of how they need to improve. Several. And they know it. But yeah, WWE 2K, but yeah, 2K, those are the things to me you need to improve on. You need to improve on giving us more creative freedom, no freeze-ups, if you will, no AI taking control automatically of your character or one of your characters or your team or whatever. None of that. Get rid of all that. You've had enough time. Give us a game that makes up all the crap you put us through with 2K20 and all the tiny bits of crap you gave us in 2K19. That's a, that game, 2K19, is still considered one of the better versions you brought out. 2K20 was abysmal. 2K22 is your chance of making it up for us. And what I've listed, like I said, are numerous ways of doing it. So to me, that's what you need to do and improve. That's what you need to do. So anyway, with that said, guys, so we move this one. Get on to our final topic. And our final topic is
Oops, I hit the screen again, do apologize. Let me put that back in there. No, I don't want to. There we go. Oh, it's interfering. That's what it is. It's interfering. There we go. Yeah, oops. Yeah, there we go. I do apologize for all that. Like I said, I'm still new. But our final main topic, My Little Pony G5 News. And I know a couple of people here in the live chat that have been waiting for me to bring up something pony-wise. And that, of course, being uh, Z-Tails 327 and Bugs. And, and um, I can't pronounce the name. I do apologize. But yeah, let's talk some G... Let's talk some news here, baby. Talk some news. So, we recently, got our new, first animation reveal, our first animation reveal, of, and I'll bring them up right now, I'll blow this up for you guys. I can. You saw my right there in the corner. We're gonna play that again. I'm gonna blow this up for you guys. But we got our first reveal of Pip and Zip. Princess Pip Petals and Zip Storm. Yes. Those are the characters that we got introduced to, and along with them, we have a main five group. Because along with Zip Storm and Princess Pip Petals, we have Sunny Star Scout, Hitch Trailblazer, Izzy. So that's a main five, and there's rumors that we might get one more but i'm not really sure about who that could be uh, there's a rumor that again maybe somebody just thought they heard this i'm not really sure but there's a rumor that this one is going to be a, a stallion that's similar to like big mac from g4 so so yeah but uh it looks I'll be honest, I like it. I really do. I, I, uh, Izzy Moonbow. That's the other one, too. So, Study Star Scout, Hitch Trailblazer, Izzy Moonbow, Zip Storm, and Princess Pip Petals. So, yeah. But overall, it looks, to be honest, you guys, look. they look really good. The designs look great. Uh, Zip's kind of like a modern version, I guess, a G5 version of Rainbow Dash. And uh, Pip. I'm guessing, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking Pip feels more like a Fluttershy. A more enthusiastic Fluttershy, but she's like a Fluttershy. 
So, uh, it's, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they interact. Um, like I said in the video I did, the little short one I did, it's definitely kind of ruled out unless they get revealed to be cousins. They're related that way. If, if it gets revealed that they're related as being cousins, right now that does kind of rule out, you know, Sonny and Hitch being siblings, and that does open the door, like I said, unless they're revealed to be cousins, that does kind of open the door of something romantic between the two, or at least some kind of crush or attraction that, you know, if they don't, you know, go all the way with it in the movie, they might follow through with it on the series. So, it'd be interesting. It'd be really interesting to see, you know, how that, um, how that happens. But, um, but yeah, but yeah, they are there, and uh, we have, like I said, our main five right now, um, and I, I can't, okay, I can't really fault any of these designs, I'll be honest with you, because they all feel appropriate. They all feel like a good blending of G4, G2 designs, and let me correct somebody on this. The only reason G, My Little Ponytails is looked at as G1 is because when it was on Disney Channel, it incorporated in syndication at times. When it was done, you know, showcasing its episodes based on its show, it was rerunning the G1 series to kind of fill the fill time, to fill a gap, and all that. That's what they were doing. But everybody has said MLP Tales is G2. The only reason some consider it G1 is because it was rerunning. The original series that came before it, you know, to fill time after it did its episodes. But yeah, these, but yeah, they definitely feel like, uh, but again, getting back on topic here, these definitely feel like a hybrid of those kind of designs, and I like it. I really do. Um, Izzy, I mean, not Izzy, but Pe uh, Pip looks like she's kind of uh, into the technology part, like the, the phones and everything, because. She's literally holding what looks like to be an iPhone, you know, that's suited for her and all that. And it does kind of present the fact that they are in a modern era that takes place maybe many years in the future. And I've got a feeling, this is just me, but I've got a feeling Pip and Zip's family might know about Twilight and her, and her friends. Might know about the legend of Twilight Sparkle and her friends and how they once saved Equestria. So I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised if Pip and Zip's parents, their family, know about Twilight and her friends and her escapades. I wouldn't be surprised by that. But yeah, we got new footage. Um, looks really, like I said, looks really good. And I can't wait. But right now, it definitely shows that we've got a main five, but there is a rumor persisting that we might get, you know, one more, and thus we get a main six. You know, whoever that is, we'll have to see. If it's a stallion that's similar to Big Mac, that'd be cool. But then again, they might be talking about Hitch being in that category, but we'll have to see. You know, they have, obviously, we don't know who's going to be the antagonist, if there is one. So they haven't revealed everybody just yet. They usually like to save a little bit of the surprises for the movie. So, if they do, then if we get one more member, we'll probably see them in the movie. Maybe we might see them before then. But, yeah, you know, Zip, I like the, I like the fact that 
She's another tomboy character, and yes, she is a she. Uh, she's another tomboy character, very Rainbow Dash inspired. And you can kind of see with the wings, the way they colored and everything, that it's taking inspiration off what I think one of the designs of Rainbow Dash was supposed to be, had they been incorporated into G5. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of personality this tomboy, this uh, zip girl, uh, will have compared to her sisters. Because I think her sister is kind of like a little bit of a, a fluttershy, but more enthusiastic, if you will. Uh, but yeah, I'm just. But yeah, we got this revelation. It was done on National Siblings Day, and I've got a feeling more news is going to come. I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling we're getting a trailer soon. I don't know why, but we're getting a trailer soon. So I, I would be on the lookout for that, but we'll see. Although though, but that's about it, guys. That's about it. So that's about it for this topic. And that's about it for today. Yeah, that is about it for this edition of Topics on My Mind. The first Topics on My Mind that I've done with the OBS, or with the assistant of the OBS Studio uh, software. Uh, and still got, still a work in progress. Hopefully, um, I could do a lot more with it in the future. Uh, but let me know what you guys think. Again, let me know what you guys think I, about this setup. Do you think I should continue it? You know, in future videos, live streams, or do you think maybe I should just go back and do regular, you know, so there's less of a lag or something like that? I mean, there was a lag. Let's let's not forget this. There was lags at times when I would do the regular streams as well. But let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know what your thoughts are though down below. And uh, thank you all for joining me for this, uh, like I said, this topic time my mind edition for um, uh, April twelfth, twenty twenty one. And the first time, like I said, using the OBS uh, Studio uh, software. Again, let me know. Do you want me to go with this? Or do you want me just to go back and forth? What is your preference? Thank you all for joining me in the live chat. Really appreciate it, guys. I really appreciate the support. Check me out at patreon.com at bwrosses. You know, you can donate there. You get a $1 donation. Asian gets you a recognition and shout-out like Mandor had. And... Or you can do the $3 donation, which you get you a recognition and uh, shout-out like Mandor's, as well as the others that were before him, which were New Jersey artists and Keepy Doll. So, unfortunately, they've had to put those on hold for the time being. And hopefully, they'll be back in the future. Uh, but uh, let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know what your thoughts are, though, down below. Again, check me out at patreon.com on BW Rosas. Also, check out my BW 